and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. Friends, we are living in the last days, and Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be ready. And the only way to do that is to listen to the Word of God and invite Him into your heart. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. Are you just noise in the world, or is God's love in what you say? I learned a new word in 2020, vitriolic. My dictionary app defines it as filled with bitter criticism or malice, like vitriolic attacks on the politicians. Simply put, it's mean, angry, hateful, insulting, rude responses and comments on social media or elsewhere publicly because we no longer respect other people's opinions. We see a post on social media and immediately, instantly would respond or comment with an angry or insulting outburst. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is one that I usually skip over because it's known as the love chapter. Quoted at weddings, that's the problem. Instead, let's drill down on it and grasp what the Apostle Paul is trying to tell the church in Corinth and us today. 1 Corinthians 13, Paul writes, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love is not rude does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childless things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. 
all that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. That is a powerful chapter. So are you a noisy gong or do you respond with love? Jesus said in John 13, 24, 35, and he said this in a lot of other places. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. He also said in Matthew 5, 43 to 44, you have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. So do you? Do you pray for those who persecute you? Do you pray for those who disagree with you, belong to another political party, are of a different race, ethnicity, age, religion, state, country, even a different part of town? Do you pray for those who have insulted you or someone you love? have hurt you or someone you love, are not as educated as you, whatever. We need to grow up. There was a time when we were young and stupid and didn't know better. However, we are grown-ups. We need to put away childish things. There are many times when I start to respond to a tweet or a post and the Holy Spirit stops me. Think, is what you're going to say helpful? Is it filled with love and respect? Will it bring glory to God? Or are you ready to put that person down? Yes, they are an idiot and they're stupid, but you don't have to say it in public. We wouldn't say it to them if we were face to face, would we? Probably not. We'd get punched and start a fight. Then why say it on social media? Is it because we're more anonymous? I like what several Christian pastors say. They won't respond to comments and criticisms from people who don't have their real name and picture on their social media profiles. If they want to hide behind a fake name, then they can stay that way. I agree. I won't acknowledge them either. Arguing gets you nowhere. You're not going to change their mind and they're not going to change your mind. So arguing is useless. Life's too short. Why spend it arguing? Don't you have anything better to do? Anything more constructive? Seeing things imperfectly. Verse 12 in 1 Corinthians 13 is important. Paul writes, Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I... No, now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Pastor Sandy Adams said something interesting in the Through the Word lesson for this chapter. Through the Word is that free Bible app that I recommend that you download and read it every day, use it every day. It's free. So he writes, quote, the Bible tells us all we need to know but it doesn't tell us all there is to know. That's why it's not what's perfect or complete, unquote. Heaven is the only place where we 
and everything around us will be complete. That's the then Paul refers to here. And then in verse 13, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Everything that we see around us in this world will disappear. But three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Certainly, we are not expected to agree with everyone, nor like everyone. We're expected to respect everyone as human beings. We're part of the human race, created by God in his image. So what does it take to put love first? It takes having Jesus in your heart. If you are not sure, if you've never invited Jesus into your heart, I invite you to do that right now. If you don't know how to do that, if you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog, which is a link in the show notes, and I have a, a link at the top that says um, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And I also embedded a couple of song videos <laughs> that I was reminded of from back in the oldie days. And it's funny because we used to sing these songs in folk masses in the Catholic church that I attended in high school. One is uh, Jackie DeShannon, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. And then the other one is The Young Bloods, um, Everybody Get Together. Uh, so it'll take you back. For those who've never heard it before, I'm sure you'll get, you'll get the songs. But that's it. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. And everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. That's what we need right now. Solideo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, but know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my Father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, 
and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.